0: Dr. Sharon Livingston is an expert in interpersonal relationships, renowned for her insightful book, Eight Signs of a Toxic Friendship, which illuminates the destructive patterns of toxic friendships and offers invaluable guidance on how to identify and navigate them for a healthier and happier life. And Dr. Sharon is with us here. How are you today?
2: I'm good. I'm very good.
0: So can you give us a brief overview of your book, Eight Signs of a Toxic friendship?
2: So number one even though I say there are eight signs there are actually many more than that but there are some critical ones when a friendship is going south or it already has been south for quite a long time that give you an indication that um, you know things aren't right maybe it's time to step out Yeah. my relationship with myself which used to be good and I felt secure I now feel insecure I now I'm worried all the time and I don't like myself I used to like myself and now I don't and how did that happen so you know we just met you know very recently and you know maybe there was this you know click kind of connection where we just hit it off right away because you know something we noticed about each other and we had a similar sense of humor we laughed at this maybe we were at some kind of event and we thought something was really funny that was going on and we had a good time together maybe we bumped. to each other at the you know the food table or something yeah. and we kept talking and so people make these connections these friendship connections in various ways and different settings and they feel so good they really feel very very good and and then something changes. So, for example, one of the signs that it's going south is when you think this is your best friend, you kind of declare that to each other. And the person um, starts mentioning her other best friend. That, you know, she can do this with or that with or something else with. And you start looking at yourself like, well, um, well I could do that. Or, ooh, there's something wrong with me because I can't do that. And it devalues the friendship. Or, um Maybe there's a difference in talk time. Um, you call her instead of her calling you, and you start realizing you're doing more of the calling. And uh, and when you do talk, she's telling you about her life, asking you to support whatever that is, bad, good, whatever. But then when you want to tell her something or him, because it happens with men too, although differently than with women, and it's it's gone, there's no time. And so there are a number of different things like that, your friend who you thought was your friend starts criticizing you and you know telling you oh my god you should never wear that color never in a million years take that off you know you look like you died <laughs> so there's criticism there's like these fluctuations where you feel good about yourself when they like you and then your self esteem crashes when they're critical and this can happen to anyone you could be the most successful business person in the whole world But someone who really uh, was someone you thought you admired, they admired you, start to fall apart like that. So uh, you have to check in with yourself. Like, how am I feeling? Uh, What changed? What happened? Why do I feel that way? And, um, and decide how to take better care of yourself.
0: It happens on different levels, doesn't it? So if it's happening in a minor way, it's very maybe subtle with toxicity, how do you know they're a toxic friend as opposed to the kind of normal ups and downs of a friendship?
2: So you have to check in with your feelings. And you know we feel things in the same part of the brain. We feel physically and we feel emotionally is the same part of the brain. And what happens is that physically, physical response is a key to what's going on so if you find your heart beating faster if you find like kind of the feeling like in a new pit of your stomach <laughs> if you're feeling discomfort it's time to pay attention like oh why did i feel that why might i be is did i do something is this my responsibility like you need to check it out with yourself but if it's happening more and more frequently um And there doesn't seem to be a way to work it through with your friend, talk with your friend, maybe get, you know, an outside consultant to help with what's going on. But if that's not helping, then maybe it's not so good for you. Maybe it's like, maybe you're eating sugar instead of something more substantial that will help your health. So it tastes good for a while, but then it makes you sick.
0: That's a good analogy. And once you've kind of recognized that you're in a toxic friendship, what steps can you take to recover from it
2: it depends on what's happening so if that person leaves you and this is you and says they've had so much of it from you that they can't take it anymore well then you have to deal with the loss and the hurt but if you're aware that you know this is going south it might be time to back up a little bit and maybe not make an abrupt change but just you know call less you know, step back, step back, step back, and it'll naturally go away. Um, you know, the big deal is to figure out what you like to do, do the things you love to do, take care of yourself. And when you're hurting, to kind of process those feelings, do things that make you feel better. Even if, And physical is always better. So go for a walk, go to the gym, um, you know, do dance. Dancing yeah. is fantastic. It makes everybody feel better. So you have to start doing something physical to alleviate some of the, the mental and, uh, you know, and then take a look at old friends uh, that you might just say hi to, you know, family members who've been supportive, join groups. So, so I, I mentioned a whole bunch of them in, in, in the book as well. Uh, but the most important thing is to remember that you're a great person, you know, you're in this world with so many skills and talents and abilities and um, you know, this is unfortunate. This is not a bad person. Just because some bad things are happening doesn't make either one of you bad. But there has to be a commitment to working on the friendship. And if that's not there, it's time to back off
0: And is it quite hard to admit to yourself that you're in a toxic friendship? Because as you mentioned at the beginning, it can feel so good and you don't want to lose that.
2: Yeah, of course. And and, you know, take a look at how often you are feeling good and how often you're feeling bad. When it's toxic, the feelings are bad or, you know, neediness or, you know, waiting to hear from that person. Otherwise, your day is not going to go well or, you know, keep checking your phone for texts or, you know. So you have to take a look at how often that's happening and also you know bring it up see if the person's willing to talk about it with you and if they're not that's not good that's not good
0: toxic friendships of course have a big impact on the people both in mental health and physical health so Absolutely. what are some examples of the ways that it can affect you
2: there are a whole bunch of ways people start getting headaches they're losing the sleep they can't sleep at night and they're you know worrying about it where um they they get a uh, stomach distress. Like one of the first places we feel toxicity in our system is something we can't digest well. So even emotions can affect our, our, you know, digestive process and we don't feel well. People get diarrhea, they get nauseous, they're exhausted, they're totally exhausted. They walk around feeling anxious and shaky.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Um, so these aren't good results of a friendship. A friendship is supposed to, you know, weigh you up and make you feel more whole instead of less. So physically, you could be feeling a lot of different things. You know, any kind of uh, stress uh, reactions that your personal, you know, reactions are like, you're going to find right there in the toxic friendship.
0: Yeah, a study has actually found that those with solid friend groups were 22 percent more likely to live longer. So it's all backed by evidence, isn't it? Absolutely, and it makes perfect sense, really, doesn't it?
2: It does. Do you know um, the? The name of the author who wrote uh, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Jack Canfield.
0: I don't think so, no.
2: Okay, so he was very popular a number of years ago, and he's still very popular. He wrote this long series of uh, books. chicken soup for your soul chicken soup and that and the other thing and they were they were really like you know homespun stories that people sent him um, about their lives and he's an incredibly affable person uh you know he was a teacher he studied psychology and i was at a workshop with him uh where i was kind of talking about this topic and he said you know sharon this happened to me when i was 25 i said what do you mean he said well I was in a friendship with a man and um, uh, he changed his political views and he told me he couldn't be my friend anymore. And it it really hurt. But then I, I kind of put it aside, but I didn't. It was always kind of like hurting under the surface. And so a few years ago, I went to a, uh, a healer who did massage and different kinds of practices, and he said to me, "So Jack, what happened to you when you were 25?" He said, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he said, "He said something happened when you're 25, and it's right here. I can feel it." And so Jack told him the story about this friend who left, and he actually cried about it. And this is a big, strong guy you wouldn't expect him to get old here. You know, he's a man's man. And um, after he went through that and expressed the pain about it, this went away. Wow. So he was holding the pain in his neck and shoulders, you know, kind of like tensing against the blow. Uh, And then when he worked on it. He could breathe again, and the pain went away. So you could be in pain about it, literally.
0: And in the book as well, you discuss the concept of becoming your own best friend. So what does that actually mean, and how does it benefit you?
2: Well, what if you look to yourself for uh, what would make you feel good that day? What if, what if, like you know, you used to go for walks with your friend? Well, why not go for a walk with yourself? You know, and it could be with your headphones. You know, listening to something interesting. It could be a. Walk one of the best things to do is to journal is to you know get up in the morning and just write whatever comes to your mind and you start to get to know yourself when you do that and see what you like about yourself um, you know Think about things That you like to do That you haven't done In a while And I could tell you 15-20 things That I love to do And I only do One or two of them Because I don't oh, make yeah. time to do them Right Like, like I painted this Oh so. wow And Let's see if you see it Oh yes But you know Like sometimes I'm too busy I don't think to paint And I love to paint And it gives me joy um, So think about things That have given you joy And recommit to Having a joyous moment With yourself
0: Are there any kind of resources or support networks that you know of for people who maybe are in a toxic friendship or maybe need help in becoming their own best friend?
2: Well, I mean, that's something that I offer. I'm a psychologist and um, before I wrote this book, I had people coming to me and complaining and they felt embarrassed. Like, you know, you're not supposed to get all bent out of shape about a friendship. If it's if it's your love interest, you know, people talk about that but they don't talk about friends. And so you need to go to someone who has compassion and heart for what that is. Um, I was working with this one woman and she was talking about, you know, what was going on in her life with, you know, her boyfriend and uh, the way that he treated her and I said to her, listen, I uh, I don't usually do this, but um, I went through something similar with a, a friend and I told her a little bit about what happened. And she went, oh God, she said That's so much more than going through that with a boyfriend because best friend is supposed to be the one you can count on forever. I mean, there's no money, there's no sex. It's not about any of those issues. It's about a heart to heart connection. And so." So it's very important to have that heart-to-heart connection with yourself. When I when I first really understood it, I got up one morning and I looked in the mirror and I said to my mirror reflection, I said, you know what? We're going for a walk in that beautiful woods that we found. And myself, myself looked back, you know, like I was a total, like I lost my mind and nodded at me. And so <laughs> Making yourself the other for a moment and treating yourself with all the kindness and respect you would treat someone you really care about.
0: And even if you have lots of friends or whatever, it's probably a good idea to be friends with yourself and sort of respect yourself, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: If there was maybe one message or takeaway from the book what would you want people to remember?
2: I want them to remember that losing someone, however you lose them, hurts like hell. It really hurts. But that doesn't make you a bad person. There's nothing wrong with you for hurting. It just means you're human. You went through an experience that hurt. And now it's time to recover and to remember the wonderful things about yourself and just enjoy you just as you are. You don't have to change. You don't have to do a thing. Just look in the mirror and give yourself a smile.
0: No are you working on any more books or any other projects at the moment
2: so this is the one i just completed most recently i have a, a book about pain remedies that i'm putting out that are you know pain remedies without medicine uh i been working on that one for a while um and uh i help other people write so at the moment one of my clients for example is talking about um, the toxicity in her life, and she doesn't use those words, but uh, about how to make better choices in her own life, having dealt with abuse. So it's interesting, there are themes that come up, and like everybody's working on the same theme for a while, and and then it changes. And so... Um, I help people write their books so. and if, if anybody wants to read the book Eight Signs of a Toxic Friendship It's on Amazon um, I started it at a low price To make it you know, easily accessible uh, 99 cents on Kindle for example um, And it's wonderful To have someone to talk to And so if anybody's interested You can give them my contact information
0: Excellent Well, this book is of course called Eight Signs of a Toxic Friendship So where can we find it? and keep up to date with you and do everything that you'd want us to do.
2: Right. So go to Amazon.com, look up Eight Signs of a Toxic Friendship. Uh, I can send you a link if you want to post it later. Uh, and if you're interested in getting in touch with me, I'm um, at gmail.com and I promise I'll, I'll write back.
0: Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us. It's been very interesting to have you here.
2: And thank you, Toby. The throbbing post of sound sound, sound, sound The Toby Gribbon show